Welcome to another episode of Barbie Does Dating. I am your host, Barbie Berg. We are here with Steve Solberg. Hello. Back that, from Alaska. That felt like a NPR intro. <laughs> Did it? I am Barbie Berg. Barbie Berg. And we are talking about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I've never listened to Stay with to us after the break. <laughs> This is, yeah, it's very, uh, there's an NPR cadence I'm to their sorry. podcasts. <laughs> Do I need to like? No, 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 it's good. It's, I mean, they're very popular. It but, is like when I go into my. there is such a funny cadence. You're watching Ira Glass with blah, blah, blah. On NPR. On NPR. <laughs> yeah. <I'm out. laughs> Don't go away. <laughs> I have never listened to NPR. Well, I have a secretary voice or a professional voice, and oh, I know yeah. that throws people off when I go into that. Let's hear it. Okay. It's like when I used to work for Latter-day Bride. Thank you for calling Latter-day Bride. This is Barbie. How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> That's funny. Nice. <laughs> Steve's reaction was I the do, best. I do different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we all do different voices yeah. sometimes. And oh, and Nick. Hey, Hi, Nick. Hi, how's it going? Nick's here. <laughs> I have I have a uh, I have a radio voice thing yeah. that I do apparently. You do because like every time I go to set a timer on my watch, mm -hmm. and I'll be like, Siri, set a timer for one hour and thirty minutes. And Heidi goes, Why are you getting into radio voice? I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I am, but apparently I do. When you're talking to Siri specifically, uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, for whatever reason, that's when she noticed it. Get some more clarity. Uh -huh. Because if you don't speak clearly like that, like, I don't know if you guys have gotten any of my text messages when I use voice to text yeah. and I don't check it. I never check them. And I send it and I talk too fast and it like sends the most bizarre stuff. So otherwise you have to be like, hey, Steve, period. You should come over for dinner, period. Like you have to be very precise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do enough voiceover stuff that it's hard for me to sometimes to not do yeah. it. But, like, if you listen to the church's general conference podcast, mm -hmm. that's me. And I can tell you how many people have they'll, – they'll listen to it and they'll be like, that's you? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's me. And, yeah. like, whoa, I would have never guessed that. Yep. So it happens. There's a general conference podcast? Mm -hmm. Oh, and you're the voice of it. Yeah, it's really just the intros and outros to the talks. It's not like we interview anybody. That's great, though. But, yeah. Not Lloyd. No, not Lloyd. He does it on the video. Yeah. I, I do it on the podcast. Who's Lloyd? Lloyd, Lloyd Newell. Newell. He's a real famous. The music and the spoken word guy? Oh, him. Yeah. I didn't know his name. Well, there you go. I don't know most people's names. Who are we kidding? <laughs> I'm Steve. <laughs> this is Nick. Hi. Hey, Spen. What's Oh, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Steve. Close, though. <sighs> we just barely met, you know. That's Would it cool. be cool if I was Sven? Sven? It, you would kind of, there would be some expectation that I would be from Norway, though. Um, did you ever meet my friend Anya? We call her Viking Anya. Her family's all from, like, Norway and stuff. I know Anya. Yeah. yeah. And her brother's name is Sven, and he looks like he's a Sven. Yeah. <laughs> they all have, like, white blonde hair, and wow. they're all at least six feet tall. Cool. It's awesome. That works. Yeah, it, it does, you know. Oh, I guess we can talk about dating or something. Well, that's typically what we do. Eh, we'll get there eventually. So we didn't really have a set thing to talk about, and that was my fault. But, you know, it's it's a little busy in my life at the moment. I was like, we got my niece here. That's all I cared about. But then I was thinking about it, and I'm like, well, let's kind of talk about maybe that there's not necessarily any right age for marriage. Okay? Maybe, like, 
There's no set in stone thing. And this is probably going to evolve and we'll start rambling and go somewhere completely different. And that's okay because that's why you love us. Because so your niece is, she is 22? 21. She'll 21. be 22 a week after her wedding. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And that's my- That's when I got married was when I was 22. Was it? Mm-hmm. And uh, so- Actually, I was 21. Sorry. Really? But a week after your wedding. <laughs> was I 21? Yeah. How 21. old was Heidi? She was 18 turning 19. Gross. Gross. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's fine. She was young. But she caught up. She's now the same age. Yeah, we're both yeah. the same age now. <laughs> yeah. Well, because my nephew, so Bria's brother that got married at the beginning of June, he's 19 and she's 18. And whenever- It's young. I'm not going to It is young. I'm not, I'm not lying. It's, it's yeah. young. So. Exactly. But I'm like, you know, I really was thinking about it because I know people that are like- there's a lot of articles now about like you shouldn't get married till you're 30 or 28 or there's a lot of people. And I talk a lot of this about outside of the religious circles because I found that that's very different. But then there's a lot of people like Steve and I, like hundreds and hundreds of us that are in our early 40s who are not married yet. Right. And did it feel to me, it felt like it was a little bit encouraged to don't rush. Uh-huh. Don't rush. Yeah. Especially to our generation. Yes. Which it's funny because it's like maybe we were not the generation to tell that to because we all took you very seriously <laughs> and none of us are married. I mean, that's not true, but I, I think a lot of people did not get married. Yeah. Because, uh, and there's nothing well, wrong. Did you not get married because you were like, I'm not going to rush? No. Or, I mean, why are you legitimately not married? Is it because you intentionally... Held off? Oh, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> not me. So it's it's not like you were following some article that said, I should wait till I'm this old. Yeah. It's just, but I do how know people that, that have that are okay. like, no, that's not okay. We shouldn't do that. Or they don't get into relationships with people. Like, I know people that are like, I didn't date him because he was more marriage material. And it's oh, like, wow. really? Yeah. I know guys and girls outside of the religious thing because it's just so different like people that are actively religious and people that aren't it is a very different mindset so and there are people that you if someone says this is somebody that i would want to end up with mm -hmm. i don't want to date him now because i'm i'm not what's I, the idea yeah I'm not, I'm not ready i'm not looking to get married mm. well it's kind of like you'll look at those couples that you hear about it in like New York all the time, like, oh, we've been together for eight years and we've been engaged for two additional years and they get married and within a year they're divorced. Or they are together for like 10 years and engaged the whole time and they, it just never, they never get married or anything like that. And so there's a saying of men don't get married to the right person, they get married at the right time. And so when it's the right time, they marry the person that is there, kind of. Like, oh, this is the person I'm dating and I am in the right mindset. This is where I want to go now. Again, we're talking outside the religious thing. So, because I saw an interview with, or I saw a little blurb of John Hamm. And he was with his first girlfriend. Oh my gosh, weren't they together like 16 years or something? I have no idea. Let me look Yeah, this up. we don't know. Talk Nick amongst and yourselves. I don't know anything I'm, about John Hamm. I'm not a... I don't oh. hate John Hamm, but I don't know his personal life. Um, I, I know him from that one time that he impersonated Ray Romano on a late night talk show. Did you see that? <laughs> While she's Googling this. No. It's so funny because uh, he, he does a Ray Romano 
And it's he on nails like it? the Tonight Show or something. Yeah, he goes, "This is Ray Romano uh, golfing." Okay. And uh, and he's like, make a golf sound. So uh, Jimmy Fallon goes, Whoo! and uh, uh, John Hamm goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, ah, be left. <laughs> it's just that. I guess I really just so know good. John Hamm from. Um, well, he's Mad Men. Is yeah, his that is thing. such a horrible show. I hated it. And I watched the whole thing, and I was just like, you were just horrible people. Um, mm, that's why you watched the whole thing. I hated it so much. Anyways, but he was on 30 Rock, and he was Tina Fey's boyfriend for a couple episodes. That's right. And he's incredibly stupid, but he's incredibly attractive. And so, like, he's a doctor and, like, didn't know how to give her the Heimlich maneuver. She was choking, and he's like, get me a chopstick or something so I can push it down and all this <laughs> stuff. And they have a whole episode where he's just so attractive that he lives in the bubble. Anyways, okay, so I was just thinking about this because I saw something that he just got married like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, I know he was with his last partner, whatever you want to call it. They never did get married. They were together for 18 years. Wow. Never got married. Broke up two years ago or something like that. And now he is married to someone. And I'm like, okay, so you went from being in a relationship with someone for 18 yeah. years to getting married to someone I don't I think they were together for like a year or whatever and hmm. and it's it's a very interesting kind of phenomenon of like guys aren't going to ma get married when they're not ready or at least most guys won't but when they are ready it's like oh I'm ready oh she is right here in front of me this is the person I'm going to marry hmm. I don't know not saying it's a I, for sure I don't thing. know I, I have mm -hmm. no uh, I have no statistics to follow on that. I know you know me <laughs> I just wing it but um, I just think it's kind of interesting because, okay, so I also heard something else today. We're just going to babble. That's fine. It's going to be okay. So I heard something else today, and it was a dating coach or something, and she said, the marriages that tend to be most successful are when the man loves the woman more than the woman loves the man. Not saying she what? doesn't love him. Interesting. But saying that. He is more in love with her. So if it's like he's on a level 10, she's on a level 9 or a level 8. Okay? They very much love each other because they said women are always going to be all in. It's just our nature. We're giving. We're, we take care of people. Like, that's just what we do. And we tend to do that even with people we're, like, maybe not all the way in with. Like, in our heads, like, maybe it's like, maybe he's not my person, but oh, I'm going to be all in and I'm going to do all this stuff. Like we tend to do it. It's kind of a woman's nature. But men only do that with someone that they are madly in love with. So it's like, it's better that he is super, super in love with her because he's going to go the extra miles that he wouldn't normally if he wasn't super, super in love with her. How do you measure that one person is more than the other in that category? I don't know. How would you measure it? Uh, I mean, I, it, it's not my statistics, so I don't I don't know, I but I think weirdly, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Well, and I think it also has to do with, you know, Nick and I talked about this, possibly doing a subject on like leave them wanting more. And I talk oh. a lot about how they're the majority of men, even subconsciously, they want to chase. They want like it, it very much activates something in their brain. If like the woman pulls back a little bit and they're like, oh, what's going on? I must have her kind of situation. And 
Where with girls, when we like somebody, it's kind of like, I will adapt to my entire schedule and I will do this and whatever I can possibly do because we're like, oh, he's going to love me for this. And that's not actually the case. And a lot of times it can actually turn the guy away. This is a very quiet room. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just thinking. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you guys could see both Nick and Steve sitting the exact same way. <laughs> we're just both- thinking. They're both staring at the ceiling in the exact same way. And I'm like, I don't know if this is good. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. No, yeah. It sent, sent us on little thought trains. Uh... But, you know, you hear about that kind of stuff. And it's like there was somebody that I was reading about the other day or something. And it was like they want they're like, we deserve to be with somebody who like can't as a woman who wants us and can't keep their hands off of us. Like we want to feel that they want us sexually, physically, like whatever, mentally, we want them to want us. And sometimes to do that, we do have to put up a little bit of a chase. I don't think it has to be crazy because there are some girls that take it way too far. And the guys that like that, great, more power to you. I don't think it's super healthy. What does that look like? Way too far. What do you mean? Like the girls that are constantly like making guys think like, I don't know. I mean, is she maybe going out with other people? I don't know. She's no. always making me like wonder and she's always making me realize or she's always telling me like, well, you better not act up because I could be out there with 10 other guys kind of situation. I don't think that's healthy. I don't I think, don't think so either. I don't think that's a way to actually be in a relationship. I've always been told like, don't, you know, the, the games, right? That mm-hmm. sounds like games. Yeah. Don't play the games because there's no reason for the games to stop. Yeah. Once you get married... There's this thought that it's like, oh, and then you'll be normal. It's like, no, if they're no. playing games when you're engaged mm-hmm. or when you're dating, they're still going to be playing games when you're married. Yeah. And the married games usually end in divorce, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure, but you would. I think you would eventually be like, ah, mm-hmm. this is stupid. You know, and I was thinking about when my niece Bria was here, how, I mean, her now fiance, like he was all in for a really long time and she was just like I don't know I don't know if this is where I want to be and it it was really hard for him like we watched him just kind of be sad and stuff like that but it also was you know he was like nope I'm in this not in it to win it but does that kind of make sense like he was like I think this this is my person he knew it was his person and I was thinking about her mom and her dad when they first were dating my sister was not particularly interested in him except as a friend And she would go on dates with other guys and he'd be at her apartment just waiting for her. And she'd come back from dates and they'd hang out. And he was like, yeah, okay, I'm just waiting for you. Whenever you're ready to be with me, I am here. Wow. And she was going to go on a mission and she went and talked to her bishop. And she's just like, like, she didn't know much about the process. And she's she's talking to the bishop and he's like, so are you dating that JD guy? And she's like, yeah, but you know, I'm ready to go on a mission. And he's like, I'm just going to hold on to these papers and we're going to talk about this in like a month. And she was like, oh, I guess that's normal. Blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't, (laughs) he was just like, you're supposed to marry this dude. But wow. And, Hmm. and so I think it's kind of funny because, and her sister kind of was the same way that it's, they're very not independent, but they know who they are and they kind of know what they want. And, so I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, and she's been reading the book, The Rules. Have you don't heard know, of this book? I don't know that one. Do you know this book? It was really mm-hmm. popular, like it. the late... You do not. <laughs> <laughs> it was really popular in like the late 90s, 
And it was written by these women in New York. Like, if you want to get married, you have to follow these rules. And it was basically not games, but it was very much like, if he calls and asks you out for a date tonight, you say no. And if he calls and asks you out two days beforehand, you say no. How is that not a game? That sounds like a game to me. So, but they had reasoning behind it. And actually, if you talk to like dating coaches and stuff, the reasoning behind it is if you are too available, it, it isn't the best look. Like you need to be where like, you need to be confident in yourself rather than, yes, I will drop everything just to go out with this guy tonight instead of being like, hey, I'm not available that short a notice, but if you want to get together this weekend, let me know kind of situation. So hmm. anyways, it's a very different it's a very different thing. Maybe I'll Google this. You guys should talk. I'd see to me, if it's not an honest representation of how you feel, it's a game. And that might sound a little absolute. But to me, I just, I never felt like I wanted to get involved in something that wasn't honest. And I I considered myself a big boy enough that I could handle honesty, even if it was difficult or wasn't exactly what I wanted to hear. So for me, I just, I was not interested in games or any of that stuff. It just sounded exhausting. It didn't sound real. And therefore, how can you trust it? How can you trust a person mm-hmm. that, that isn't being honest with you? And you obviously have to grow into that, right? Because not everybody's 100% honest with exactly who they are right out of the gate. You grow into it, though. And for me, if it's not how you honestly mm-hmm. feel, it's a game. And that that drives me nuts. That being said... I recognize that my situation isn't like everybody's mm-hmm. situation in that the last three people that I dated before Heidi, and actually including Heidi, yeah, they they pursued me, which sounds egotistical. I don't mean it that way. No, but, but I, I was in a position in my life where I didn't feel like I could pursue a woman without them being like, I'm not interested in you. Like it felt the opposite to me. Where if I pursued them, they were like, no, nah, he's desperate. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want him. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I wasn't the one showing interest at first, they were all of a sudden very interested. And so everybody I dated and who I eventually married actually pursued me. And it felt to me actually very comforting because I was like, I didn't force this on them. They're not just complying with my asking Mm -hmm. that they wanted this and okay, Mm -hmm. that's cool. I can trust that they were, they had enough courage to tell me what they wanted. Go ahead. Sneeze. I'm going to sneeze. Sorry. And it went away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I, and I recognize that's not true for everybody. I'm just saying that I, my, my opinion on probably this issue is a little different than the norm. If there is a norm, I guess, I don't know. So you did end up chasing, or I mean, I don't know, pursuing. Uh, th- that's just a different verb, but <laughs> <laughs> or engaging your activity. Let's get the you were pursuing out. Heidi, yeah. No, she pursued me. She at pursued first. you. Okay. Yeah. And it took me. The reason that we were engaged or dating for six months before I got engaged was because I was just the one that needed to think about it and process it and think about what this would look like and what I was willing to, um, I don't want to say overlook, but 
what, what, I, what the different scenarios in which I would find myself based on who she is and how would that go? And I, I did a lot of processing for, for those six months and the whole time she was ready to go whenever, um, it's, and I'm not saying again, that that's how it should be for everybody, but for me, that's how it ended up. No, I didn't pursue her. I, I mean, I think now that we're married, we pursue each other. We have to. You have to. Yeah. There's too many other distractions. There's too many other things in life. You have to always be pursuing each other, at least post-marriage. Mm. Well, yeah, and I know so. from my point of view, just as a woman, I am someone who is too accommodating. I have always been. I am always somebody who's like, oh, this is you may kind of suggested this. OK, I'm going to change my entire schedule so I can be a part of this thing. But if that's what you want to do. But it that's is OK. But that's the problem, though. It is very unhealthy and it has been a big problem for me. And it's one of the reasons I have been in so many unsuccessful relationships because I don't it's not that I have to put myself first, but it also was I was changing my I was accommodating and doing all these things and wasn't being asked to. And I was doing all these things for someone who was just maybe mildly interested in me, hmm. where instead of being like, well, this is who I am. This is these are what the things that I'm interested in. This is where I want my life to go. Oh, if you're here, cool. Let's do this together. But instead, for me, I have always been somebody who's like, well, I really like this guy. So I'm going to change these things and I'm going to do this stuff and I'm going to move around my schedule so I can do the things that he wants. When in truth, that has been the opposite of successful. And if you talk to dating coaches and, and everything, and it's not saying that it's so I think it's kind of misleading to say, but if that's what you want to do, because I felt so desperately like that's what I want to do. This is what I need to do. Where in truth, it was the opposite of what I should have been doing. Like, okay. it was not good. It was I mean, clearly you weren't doing it with the right people. Yeah. Yeah, but it also wasn't leading me to the right people. It was letting me waste a ton of time with the wrong people because I was being so accommodating and I was like like going on a date with every single guy that would ask even if I knew like you are you are crazy or you literally have a brain injury that causes you to be <laughs> a psycho. I've gone on a date with a guy sure. like that. Like I never should have said yes. But in my head, I'm like, nope, I need to go out with everybody and yeah. I need to do this and da, da 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 da. And so, like, actually spending the last year of kind of like figuring out who I am and what I want and learning not to be such a people pleaser, yes man, where there's a difference. Some people are like, stop being a people pleaser and they turn into like the biggest jerks on the planet. And I'm like, that's not the direction you want to go. But it really is. I know so many women that are just like me that we are too accommodating and it doesn't help us and it tends to make things worse and it makes us feel horrible because then the guy isn't meeting us the same way. We're like, why aren't you meeting me at the same point? And he's like, I didn't even know that we were kind of dating situation. Like, it's just kind of like that. It's why I won't ask guys out anymore. And I know Nick and I disagree about it. Teach his own or her own. But the reason I don't is because... Every time I've asked out a guy in the past, they have always said yes. And they've always said yes out of either, I hate to say the word pity, or they didn't want to make me feel bad, or not one of them was interested in me romantically. Not one. And no one was doing me any favors by going on a date with me while they weren't interested. 
And I finally realized, I'm like, I need to be with someone who will pursue me and want to ask me out. And that is something I very much need. And it's been really hard because it means dates are fewer and further between where if I'm not on like dating apps and stuff, and that's hard, but I'm also like, yeah, but I'm not wasting my time in all these ridiculous, awful situations. So there you go. I told you this so, is just going to be a babble episode. Well, no, I mean, and and <laughs> that's okay. So it sounds like you're saying maybe a lot of women need to be less uh, accommodating. accommodating. Mm-hmm. And then, um, which would the men then need to be more accommodating or, or what was what would be? I think what it does is it naturally makes men... Aggressive isn't the right word, but it does kind of put them in a position that subconsciously I think they choose to pursue more when you're like, oh, if they call you and they're like, hey, do you want to go out tonight? And she's like, sorry, I already have plans tonight. Oh, but I really want to take her on a date. So when can I take her on a date? Where most of us, I mean, so many of us women would be like, well, I do already have plans tonight, but I've really wanted to go out with this guy. So why don't I cancel these plans and do this, da 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 da, instead of being like, well, I don't have plans tonight. Let me know if there's another night you want to go out and still. I mean, hopefully you do have plans, right? Yeah. And that way you just, yeah. Yeah. Like, me and my friends, we have always joked, like, you know, the saying bros before hoes. Sure. But we do it from another side where we're like, hey, if you have plans with me, and a guy that you like wants to go out with you, cancel the date or cancel my plans because we want you to go out with the bro before your hose. <laughs> and so, yeah. Hey, uh, I'm 43. We just want to get married. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm. It's interesting because I think that we've we had your niece on, mm-hmm. and in some ways, you could make the argument that and uh, mm-hmm. your your brother in law. That was not just pursuing. They were very patient. Very patient. While the other person kind of worked through things. I I don't know if that's technically pursuing. I think that there's a level of patience that they had Mm -hmm. and waiting for that person to kind of come to their own mind on whatever the situation is. But in a sense, it also feels kind of like there was enough of something there Mm -hmm. that both your sister and mm-hmm. your niece were willing to stick around and wait yeah until they kind of came around to it and that could go male female sure. you know whatever side right cuz people don't come to know they're going to get married at the exact same time totally it it comes at different times right so understanding that though with this idea of people pursuing or not making themselves as available at what point does that not matter at what point is, do you just kind of be who you are and you let things progress as you choose for them to progress instead of just Following. some other alternative timeline that you're mm-hmm. trying to manipulate, I guess? Yeah, I, I like the idea of being your authentic person, yeah. respecting yourself, uh, but also being able to be open and, and, yeah. and uh, flexible and say... Not everything's going to fit every little mold yeah. ever. So, yeah, maybe I can do this spontaneous thing at the mm-hmm. last minute or or whatever. Um, and not saying there's anything wrong with spon- spontaneity. Because right. you know I, I prefer it. 
Yeah. Especially because my schedule changes so frequently. I do better with last minute stuff. Mm. And that's what I was talking to my friend about because she's like, I always am like, okay with this and I need to make them wait. And I said, but you have to sit down and be like, okay, are you making them wait because you feel like this is a step you need to take? Or is it because you're like me where I do much better with spontaneity and I know that this works better for me. It's more healthy for me if I like... I was trying to think there was another point I was going to make. And of course it just flew right out of my head. (laughs) ADHD for the win. (laughs) But I also think it's very different for guys than for girls. So there was the guy on TikTok that I was following and he was interviewing a bunch of guys and they were, he was talking to women and he's like, how fast do you think men know if you're the person he wants to be with, like to marry and stuff. And girls are like, I don't know, two years, four years, blah, 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 blah. And every guy they asked, they're like, Yeah, probably within a month or two, like when they knew that it was the person they're like then. So I just looked it up and it says research has indicated the average North American man takes six months to conclude if the person he is dating is marriage material to him. But it's not years and years. Yeah. I've I've heard that that it and it doesn't increase or decrease. Yeah. And well, sorry, I should I should modify that more time. Six months to a year mm-hmm. is average. Yeah. And then I think beyond that, actually the likelihood that it is going to work out declines. Declines. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I don't yeah know. I, I mean, I think that if you are going to have a successful relationship, you have to be honest enough with each other mm-hmm. to address your concerns and see if you work together on your concerns. Yeah. And like Bria said with, uh, what was the one thing that she mentioned that he re- responded right away to? Oh, about uh, shoes. 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 Sorry. Shoes. <laughs> so it wasn't so shoes. shoes like that. <laughs> so some people would probably, see that yeah. as like, oh, shoes, oh she's whatever. just being dictating. Yeah, and, and, all and that. she and wasn't. She wasn't. She was simply expressing it, that her concern that there was a lot of money being spent on shoes and that perhaps that didn't fit their shared goals. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was given the opportunity to make a choice and he made a choice. Yep. That brought them together. Yep. That's exactly what I mean. And you only need so many months of going through that process mm-hmm. before you know if that will work. And if people don't communicate, if people just wimp out mm-hmm. or whatever, and they don't actually have the courage to be honest with their partner, it's not the amount of time that's going to oh, keep yeah. that from being successful. It's that. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the stones to... Put it out there yeah. and put both feet in and try it. Yeah. And and if you try it and you realize it doesn't work, honestly, you can sleep at night a lot better than you yeah. think knowing that, hey, we tried and it just didn't work. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean we hate each other. It just means it didn't work. Yeah. But until you jump in with both feet, how are you going to know? You're just going to sit there and straddle that line for it's forever. It's a big guess. And, yeah. and, and you're always going to be worried I don't know if I've really tested this relationship. Yeah. I don't know if I if they really know me. Yeah. And do I really know them? Because I don't know if they're withholding. Just go in. Just put both feet in. Yeah. And give it a shot. It's going to hurt either way. Yeah. But at least you can sleep at the end if you've tried and you've willingly tried. You know you've tried. I think a lot of the people that aren't getting married today are more afraid of trying than not trying. I would agree. And... That's, in my opinion, that's the reason it fails. Yeah. Is because you're more afraid of the thing that is going to make it succeed. 
mm-hmm. than the thing that will make it fail. And I again, I could be wrong on that. It happens a lot. But, uh, <laughs> I've heard that of that. That seems no, the to be fear successful. Of fear of success or something like that. Well, fear of even making the step to see if it would succeed. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I, I think that there's just a number of things like with my kids. This is a simple example. Every Monday night, we rotate through our family. Mm-hmm. Who is going to cook dinner on our Monday night family night? Oh. And we each pick an ingredient that we give that person. Okay. And we say. Like Master Chef. Make it. Yeah. In a I way. I love that. It's is there like, some of them that are a joke? They're like gummy bears. <laughs> no. I mean, because they have to eat it. So yeah. they're probably That's not true. like wanting to self-sabotage. But the thing was, is like the first week, it was kind of like, oh, I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous. Just, just do it. Just and so every week that somebody has just tried something, even if it was just okay, yeah, they're like, I just learned how to make mm-hmm. this, and I learned how to do this, and I learned not to do this, and and they're flexing muscles to try things to see what works and what doesn't. Yeah, failure is not about whether or not that plate tastes good that night, right? It's about did I learn something in the process? Yeah, and. I think that on some level, dating can be the same. I don't mean like dating many people. I mean dating the same person and trying things with that person mm-hmm. and seeing if, you know, at the end of it, you can t- say to each other, hey, we tried. We tried, we tried, we tried. Mm-hmm. And I don't like this restaurant anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that might be what you come to the conclusion of. Or it's, hey, we've learned. We've grown. Yeah. We're, we're doing this together. That's, that's the adventure mm-hmm. is doing this together. I don't know if that is an apt comparison. I I like to cook, so I compare things to cooking. I enjoy it as well. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Well, and, you know, just thinking more about, like, what I was saying about, like, we're too accommodating, like, the the topic we talked about a few months ago, the Matthew Hussey, where he talks Mm. about your table legs. Yeah. And I have thought about that a lot. And I'm like, what are my table legs? What do I need to do? Because I was like, in the past... If there's a guy in my life, I will knock out every table leg and they don't exist. Like, I'm just like, yep, because I want to spend all my time and I want to make sure I'm available for him. And I want to, I'm not going to, like, I'll blow off whatever. Not that you're blowing anybody off, but I'm just like, and I've really thought about it. I'm like, okay, because the most healthy way for me to get into an actual healthy relationship is if I'm at my best Mm -hmm. and my table legs are all at their best. You're just, you're authentically who you are. But that, for me, is not accurate. But the best is so nebulous. I don't know what that that's even looks point. like. Yeah, but so for like me. Because we're, we're going for. I mean, that's you like don't you're saying. put yourself in this maybe perfectionist not even, mindset. No, no. Maybe not even that, but maybe my in a healthy place. Okay. Not my healthiest, but like in a healthy place. Like my natural self suffers from extreme depression (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it is not healthy for me to be in that position like it's not and it doesn't make good relationships and it's not good for any of us so for me to be at my healthiest is taking care of myself taking medication talking to a therapist doing the things that i need to do that are actually very much against my natural self quote unquote but again, that's just me. So like sitting down and really figuring out, I'm like, okay, because I know that when the right person comes along, 
they will add to my life and these table legs rather than want me to move table legs or get rid of them altogether or disregard them. And so I'm like, I really need to be focused on these things. And for me, it has helped so much. It's even it's only been a couple months and I'm like, wow, this is a big difference. So I just feel. Cool. Yeah. And so, again, I don't feel like that is a game. Like, I don't feel like that's something that I'm like, nope, you got to chase me. I got to pursue me. And I'm that I'm just like, nope, I just want to be in a healthy place. And being super accommodated and all those things was not healthy. And see, that doesn't sound like manipulation to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So there you go. Steve, any other thoughts on that one? Uh, I I agree with it. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I think that's great. I Yeah. I think it's tough to know when you're saying your healthiest place. Sometimes I think, um, I know I fall prey to the perfectionist Mm -hmm. uh, life and and think, well, you know. Yeah. uh, Meaning that you don't think you're worthy of the other person until you're perfect? Yeah, yeah, I think think that. And uh, and so you you have to learn to calm that down a little bit. Well, why do you think that? Is there some reason? Or you don't know? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. Yeah. It'd be good to know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Would that change anything if you knew? I don't know. <laughs> Never been there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I was just thinking about like, you know, there is no best time for people. Like studies have shown that actually getting married, I guess BYU came out with a study a couple years ago that getting married in your early 20s, if you have the same values, if you have the same life goals, those marriages tend to be more happy and much more successful. And it doesn't have to be, you need to be 38. You need to be, I mean, I do think that if if college and schooling is important to you, that at the very least, it is nice to wait until you're done with that before having children, but it's not a requirement. But most people I know that didn't wait, they're like, oh, I wish I'd finished school before I had a baby, you know, kind of thing. Like, it's just because your life gets so busy. But then I was talking to some friends the other day. I just turned 43 and I am fine with not having babies. Like, I have very much come to this part in my life that I'm like, that is perfectly fine. I'm okay. But I have friends who very much want those babies. And I'm like, if I had a baby right now, I would be 60 years old when they were graduating high school. Mm hmm. And I had old parents and I'm like, I'm older than my parents by like five years. And they were old parents at the time. So I'm like, maybe that's one thing that I do worry about if some of us are, you know, because we do. We have gotten the advice and that's not bad advice, but take your time. Do these things. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, we're getting old. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think take your time was like, yeah. Maybe hurry up a little maybe bit. Hurry, may, maybe not so slow. Maybe <laughs> not. Yeah. But there really isn't any, you know, thinking about Bria and thinking about people like that very much get in their heads of like, well, what happens if we get divorced? What happens if these things happen? I know couples that are getting divorced at 30 years of marriage. Wow. And they're like, these are problems that came along that were not an issue to the last five years of our marriage. Nothing when we were younger and dating would have been a red flag to me going, this is going to end your marriage. Their lives changed. They made different choices. So in the last five years, things completely kind of fell apart and they didn't stay, like they didn't focus on each other. They weren't doing those things. 
And so I think about that a lot of like, a lot of us get in our own heads of like, oh, but what if this happens? And it's like, sometimes you cannot control what happens. Like, I Not have just a, sometimes. A lot of, a I mean, lot all of the, the time. time. <laughs> you can't, you just can't control that. It's an illusion to think you can. Yeah. And like, I have a really good friend right now who's going through a divorce because it turns out her husband was having an affair with men. And she's like, never did I, she, she said there was nothing. His family didn't know. No one knew. She's like, I mean, she kind of jokes about it. She's like, that's fine if you're gay, but you sure did like having sex with women. So I'm very confused. Like, it was just a very, and she's like, these are not things I would have known even if we dated for five years. Like, this is not something I would have known. So it's like, while it's a horrible experience, it's also like, but you still have to live life. You can't just be so scared to try anything. Agreed. Yeah. Anyways, that's all I got. I'm just babbly. I warned you. <laughs> babbly. That's all right. Babbly Barbie. Barbara. <laughs> I, I also think there's not a two, you say, you know, when you talk about your niece, mm -hmm. I think there's not an age that's too young. I know we joke that there's an age that's mm -hmm. too old. I suspect there no. is not no. that either. I mean. When you find the right person. Yeah. Like. I don't care if I'm 70 when I finally get married. I'm going to be in a big old ball gown and like, because it'll, it'll be great. Yeah. Where it, whenever yeah. it happens. So maybe my big point of that was don't let, don't let things hold you back. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm oh, not this. perfect. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not perfect. Yeah. 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 Steve. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> because it's the Steve, other Steve. Steve is perfect. Yeah. It's Sven. In every way, Sven, his alter ego. <laughs> Weird smiles. <laughs> all right. Well, if anybody has any thoughts, feelings, concerns, you know, all those fun things, uh, maybe talk to Nick about them. So, <laughs> all right. We will talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. <laughs>